This is our point with Zach and Carmen. Hello. How are you? Uh, good. I get to see you today. It's Thursday. It's so close to your birthday. Like everybody needs to know, like tomorrow is Carmen's birthday. So yeah, I don't know, call her, text her, do something nice. It's going to be presents are welcome. Yes. Please feel free to send me presents. (laughs) Super, um, super excited about it. We told you last week that we're headed to Kansas city for, um, some food and mask wearing because mask we're going to wear masks. Jackson, Jackson County's on a mask order, which leads me to believe it is actually safer than South Dakota. It of course is safer than South Dakota. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. Say so I got a new mask uh, over the weekend and um, we got a cool hotel with a pool. So mm-hmm. pretty, pretty stoked. Can't wait to get on the road tomorrow. Well, and I'm very excited that I only have to, I get to, I fly to Sioux Falls, then just ride with you from Sioux Falls to Kansas City, and then I don't have to drive back. I can just fly from Kansas City back home. I'm very, very excited about it. I don't want to rub that in your face um, as it is close to your birthday, but. Looking forward to my fun road trip, apparently just with Phil, (laughs) but it's in my new car, which will make it uh, more more exciting. Um, You should actually leave me a playlist, so. I, I can do that. I can do that. I have a story to tell you. I, oh. I am having some problem reconciling um, something that's going on in the world. As I casually drink my Bud Light, I'm going to talk to you about a dining experience that I had. So my little sister, Abby, is in town. And so we went out for dinner with her boyfriend, Eric, and me and Michael. And we went to a great restaurant in St. Paul, which I'm not going to name, because this would be the one episode that goes viral. <laughs> I am no longer able to frequent any establishments. But obviously we live in this crazy pandemic world. And so they're taking all of these necessary precautions. You know, you have to have a reservation for contract tracing, which is great. They have limited capacity. So we go to this fancy restaurant that requires like a minimum purchase of $25 a person, which is very easy. To, I mean, that's a water at this place. And you know, they take you to your table and you you don't see a server after that point, right? There is no server that comes to you. They have a uh, QR code on the table that you you scan and it pops up the, the menu and you order your drinks, your food, everything yourself at the table and then somebody just comes and drops it off, right? But that means you know, nobody's like refilling your water <laughs> like, and you can't order water on the app. So that's a little bit weird. Hmm. Um, but to make a long story short, they when the bill comes, it says, you know, there's signs of thing that they are just charging them like a 20% gratuity, like a service charge on top of your on top of your bill and to provide a, a higher hourly wage to to the servers that are working, which that's great. I have no problem paying more money. I'm ecstatic to be able to go outside to sit at a restaurant and to have food but it's the same conversation that i've had about getting my hair cut at like an aveda salon where you no longer are getting you know the wash and the massage and the hot towel and all but but the cost is the same so you so at this restaurant you paid 
an exorbitant amount of money for the food, which is great, and I'm all for it. Then they charge a 20% surcharge for service, but there actually is no service. There is, like, there is no wait staff. So you don't even get the experience of having, like nobody checks on you, nobody asks you how your food is, they don't refresh your drink. And I'm having a hard time like justifying why we have to pay that. I would be okay with paying the 20% surcharge and like tipping more and providing a hourly wage. But you, you also have to do your job then. You, you just don't get free money. I mean, I took a pay cut for my job. Why? Like, I'm also down 15% of my annual salary. So I don't know. It's just, it's really bothering me, Carmen. That's really interesting. So is that part of the Minnesota reopening plan or is that just how this particular restaurant it's, is dealing with it? just how this particular restaurant is dealing with it. I mean, there have been other restaurants that we have went to that do the QR code to like read the menu. I mean, that's mm-hmm. pretty frequently frequently used, but then the, the waiter comes and, you know, gets your order and does all of that stuff. Uh, but this restaurant in particular was basically you sat there by, like there was just no staff. You, everything was just a transaction with a phone and somebody dropped it off, but they wouldn't even like, and I understand it. I mean, it is smart. They, we had a bottle of empty wine and dishes on the table. They won't take any of those dishes off of your table until you leave, right? So sure, they, they can drop something off, but they're not touching anything that you would touch. So, I mean, all of, I think they're doing the right thing. I just have a hard time justifying the 20% surcharge when there actually is no service. That's really interesting. I... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a, I don't know if there's a solution, but um, I feel the same um, way about my haircut. I do think it's interesting that QR codes are making a comeback because I thought they totally. were like mostly gone, and now suddenly they're like, use this tool that we forgot we had. Well, to be uh, honest, they are way easier now that you just open your camera app on your phone and, and it, it just automatically pops up happens. instead of having to like a weird app that you do anyways. What are you drinking over there? As I continue to complain about. My fancy meal. Bush light. It's, mm. it's hot. It's, it's so hot in the podcast studio um, because thankfully we're not doing this one in the morning like we did Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can go back to our, our standard format and uh, drink, drink my summer beer. Um, I, got some, I got some hate texts <laughs> about no. you, not, oh. not about me, oh. Oh. Uh, for um, you put all the farmers in a box. Uh, when I said I was drinking Bush Light last week, and yeah. I, I got several, not this farmer, don't, not all the farmers voted for Trump. Yeah, but did they talk to all of their family who voted for Trump? Well, I didn't write them back, and you don't, you don't know this, but I'm sipping tea as we <laughs> like get back to me. Uh, so, um. You know, Zach told us um, on Tuesday you can leave him a voicemail, so or you can text him. So yeah. the number, if you are um, a farmer who did not vote for Trump, uh, you can um, call and leave your angry voicemail at 605-215-1043. Bring it. I'm ready. And I would find that highly entertaining. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, I would like other people's perspective, so... Like that's great. Yeah, let's let's do this. Um, so we've been in quarantine now for several months. Uh, I've been working from home since March 16th, 
And one of the best emails I got in the very, very beginning uh, was Soma, which is a lingerie store. They were like, hey, Carmen, do you need some work from home bras? And I was like, yes, Soma, I do. <laughs> because fuck if I'm wearing this other bra, my, like my regular go-to-work bra, no. And uh, other other. Uh, women are feeling the same way. And so I found this Guardian article called The Death of the Bra Will the Great Lingerie Liberation of Lockdown Last? And Imine Sanner wrote this article for us and I am here for it. And so basically bras are super uncomfortable. Um, I think a lot of us assumed they were a necessary evil of general joining society and it's you know not not for everyone i i'm a bit busty so (laughs) i've been wearing bras since i don't know the womb junior high i guess Mm. i don't um well probably before sixth grade because i don't know when i i don't know when when i started jim god so anyway i um Got I got three work from home bras from Soma, which were a brilliant investment. And then I found a bralette, which was even better. And then I figured out like Zoom really just shows me from the shoulders up. And so um, there's a feminist a satire website. It's called Reductress. Uh, ran a headline that said "Bra furlough extended" because we are not we're not going back to work. I'm not going back till September. And um, I am not, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to transition back to actual regular going outside clothes. Um, so, so, okay. So does like a stay at home bra not have like the underwire in it? Like what makes it different than a sports bra? So the sports bra kind of smashes everything Oof. to, yeah, they're not comfortable. Um, but they, sports bras are there to, um, keep everything tight to your body so nothing bounces painfully when you're running okay or like let's say mowing the lawn because i don't go running (laughs) uh so the work from home bras they're a little more shapely so they're a little little more attractive but yes there's no hard edges there's no underwire there's no um anything so i put on a real bra with real underwire to go to this graduation party uh, last week on Sunday last weekend. And it was awful. <laughs> it was so, so uncomfortable. And these were my everyday bras that I used to wear mm. all of the time. And I actually um, went to a gas station on my way home from Groton and took off my bra in the bathroom <laughs> and drove home with that one. Cause I was like, this is absolute bullshit. And it's a long drive. Uh, and why would I wear one in my car? So that's, uh, I think, interesting because it does change anyone who's watched as much what not to wear as i have will understand the power of a good bra and it does Mm. make your clothes look better it does change your shape um but it is in no way comfortable and i don't i don't know if there's a way to make underwires comfortable maybe maybe some a cups could share their bra experience well they could text us at 605-215-1043 okay next follow-up question i don't know Uh carmen if you know this is happening but there's a thing called summer penis and so (laughs) 
I'm familiar. Um, mm-hmm. For the men, like working from home, like it's great. You just don't wear underwear. So like, why do you have to have a summer bra if you're just in your house? And like, why are you? Why do you even have to have a bra on? Well, all of my meetings are Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. Like they're video meetings. Deadly Zoom. So, um, and also there, it's it's very hot uh, as we discussed. It's July, um, and so there there's some sweating, and and bras help with the um, the sweaty underboob. It kind of helps absorb uh, some okay. of some of that moisture. So if you have if you have like a comfortable bra, but of course like you don't. Some people are more comfortable without one. I. I'm now living in this bralette and I was sad when I had to take it off and wash it. What I replaced it with was not as, um, it's comfortable. So yeah, I don't, I don't see bras coming, coming back. Uh, and then, so this article talks about, you know, we've only had bras really not that long, uh, cause they're a replacement, you know, for the corset. (laughs) Um, so what we recognize as a bra has only been around about a hundred years. And I do feel like because we all had the same experience at the same time, uh, which is the pandemic uh, and so many, not everyone, obviously, um, but so many of us um, work from home. I I do feel like this is going to change the bra industry and the lingerie industry. And so what, how are we going to make this more comfortable? And this is just going to be maybe one of the bright spots to come out. It sounds like a very comfortable bright spot. Do you know who is the um, under boob sweat of society? <laughs> Betsy motherfucking DeVos. Da, 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 da. She's back, Carmen. Oh, that, that bitch don't quit. She don't quit. Uh, last weekend, uh, it must have been July 12th, I guess, is the actual date for anybody that listens to this. Not, um, <laughs> Not in today. order. <laughs> Not in order. Um, she did the round on the Sunday morning shows and she's a disaster on television. The Washington post had a piece titled who thought putting Betsy DeVos on TV was a good idea. It wasn't by Jennifer Rubin. And Jennifer goes on to explain these just badass, crazy interviews. Betsy DeVos did on the Sunday shows um, from Chris Wallace to Dana Bash on CNN Um, and other interviewers where, again, she looks like a deer in headlights, you know, wide-eyed, white on both sides of the pupil, straight up crazy. She has this weird, uncanny smile that seems incredibly fake. And then she just also can't answer a question. She It's because she doesn't actually know anything. She knows nothing. So, of course, Betsy's out here peddling the idea that all of the schools need to open immediately and basically saying that Donald Trump and her are going to strip federal funding for schools that don't open. One, they can't do that, which is what a lot of the Sunday uh, news show folks were asking. Like, well, if you feel this way, how are you going to make that happen? Because the reality is Congress appropriates the funds and Congress has said that this money needs to be doled out. So you have to go back to Congress to actually do any of the crazy shit that you guys are talking about. And, and that doesn't that seem like where... a real election year strategy for Congress to be like, yes, I'm going to take nope. away funding, funding for the schools in my district. Yes. And when that very simple, I mean, I would think obvious follow-up question happened repeatedly. Again, she did multiple shows. That question came up all the time. She just like looked at the camera and smiled and was like, 
we can do anything we want to do. <laughs> so this article obviously outlines her inability to answer a coherent question. And when you read it, it doesn't seem as bad as it does if you actually watch it. And this is why I think this article existed because she needs, she needs like some hardcore media training. If she's going to be the face of this issue, she knows no idea about how we're safely going to open up the schools, what the appropriate tactics to do. So she doesn't know how to answer the fact that, you know, the administration CDC has completely different guidelines than what they're trying to peddle. So like, where's the disconnect in your own administration? Because you clearly don't want to follow the CDC guidelines. Um, she clearly doesn't understand that all of those decisions on school opening and how funding works, and everything is at the state and local level. The feds don't do anything with that. But she stutters, she smiles, there's weird pauses, they talk over each other. She's just a train wreck. Well, and I author... want more of it. I want more. <laughs> I want more, Betsy. Uh, so this is from the Washington Post, uh, and the author is Jennifer Rubin, and she does a good job of breaking down what Zach's talking about. So she'll give you, like, here's the interview question, and here's DeVos kind of peddling around, and, and like, oh, well, you can't do that. And she's like, but it's promise. It's promise to the American people. And if you can't do that, then we're going to take your money away. And you're like, but you can't do that. And uh, so it goes through do you have a plan? What is the plan about? And uh, no, she does not have a plan. And it's, it's super interesting to, to see the back and forth, but I agree. You really have to just to see it, to believe it and how, well, I don't, I don't want her to have, don't bother getting any training because she, will be, over. she only is going to have this job for a little bit longer on the long list of things Joe Biden has to do on January 21st put an educator in charge of the education department yes that would be so helpful i don't even care who it is at this point just like anybody's better than betsy i mean i will say one other follow-up on this that made all of these interviews better because nancy pelosi was also doing the sunday circuit on sunday so every time betsy Devo on all of these shows right because the same guests basically do all of the right. shows so betsy devos would talk and then nancy would come on next and just be like this bitch is crazy. <laughs> like she is incoherent. Except and, like, she says it in a very Nancy Pelosi way. Oh, hundred percent. I think I think what we heard from DeVos was malfeasance and <laughs> yes. dereliction of duty. This is appalling. Oh, yes. could we have a Nancy Pelosi sound effect too? We should. It's just going to be I a just gavel. Just going to be a gavel. Just like, uh, Madam Speaker. Um, <laughs> yes. So thank God Nancy was there to follow it up and just shake her head and smile as she was calling her out. Betsy DeVos. She makes me need to drink more. All right. Yeah, let's, let's do that. All right. Carmen, the weirdest thing happened to me. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So I was downstairs, and I was getting me a refill of my Bud Lights. And mm -hmm. straight out of the Brady Bunch, I opened the fridge and like Alice walking out of the refrigerator was my sister. Abby Nistler, she's joining us on the podcast today. Yay. You, have the, you find the weirdest things in your house. Didn't you find Kate like yeah. wandering around your house? Lurking, lurking. But yeah. Abby was, a, I mean, she's hungry. She's been at school. She's in med school. So she's on a, on a break. So 
I think she's just eating again. I don't know what she's doing in there. And luckily enough, I'm so dainty that I fit into a fridge. So, totes. (laughs) Good thing we don't have one of those side by sides. We have the big, huge double door open. Hey! And the, and the, so you can see through and see that you don't want to let me in. Yes. Well, apparently I didn't shut the door fast enough. You're, you're here. So, Abby is in med school and we never get to see her because she lives in Virginia doing all the important things while the rest of us skate off of our questionable math skills and our communications and and social sciences degree. Um, (laughs) Abby's actually going to try and become something. So Abby, do you want to give an update on how med school is? Is it enjoyable, easy? Everybody should try it. It's, it's a time. I wouldn't say it's fun. Um, Every once in a while, I'm lucky enough to take a seven minute desk nap, which I really enjoy. Um, My neck feels great. I'm not going to lie to you. I probably went through the first two years over again. I'm just going to well, say it, but I get to practice the patient soon and hoping that we have good health outcomes with them. Well, that's, that's a good. Good thing you're in med school right now because with COVID, I've seen a lot of things about people not wearing masks. And if they don't wear a mask, they should be prepared um, to have a med student who has been learning online for the last <laughs> six months who is going to be a gynecologist. Um, intubate them. So, I mean, good thing you're going through med school. I think a lot of people might need you. There's a lot of truth in that tweet because that's when all the residents start for the first time since July. So uh, don't get sick in July because that's when there's the highest death rate. And I want to say it's because of uh, the residents. But I've got lots of time to prepare for that. Um, okay. As my family likes to remind me, I when I say I'm 50% a doctor, they say you're nothing. So... <laughs> But I have lots mean. Of Your family's mean. I'm the sweet one. I don't think anyone gets that. Zach is just unruly. But wow. um, I have lots of opinions when it comes to people wearing masks. And now it's a political thing. But my favorite new thing is when I see everyone's noses, which is what everyone uses to breathe, which is the whole point of getting the coronavirus is you breathe it in. So obviously, people don't have a lot of brain cells, which maybe that's the pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. But so... The article I found was called How Not to Wear a Mask by Tara Parker Pope. And basically, she started off by saying, don't wear it with your nose showing. Don't have (laughs) your chin exposed. Don't wear it loose. And uh, don't wear it under your chin. So apparently, a lot of people are thinking that's a really smart way to help your breathing. And they say the right way to wear it is covering your nose and your mouth and your chin and to wear it tight enough so it feels a little stuffy. Well, there's so many rules to wear a mask, apparently. I didn't know that. This is from the New York Times, and there is tons and tons of apparently ways that you're supposed to wear your mask and not wear your mask. All the people I see in Menards ain't doing it right. Oh, I stopped at the Summit Corner, which is this giant gas station, and the only folks wearing masks were the ladies working the Caribou Coffee, Mm. and they were both protecting their necks with their mask cold in that 90 degree Um, weather it was it was very chilly in that truck stop so uh you wouldn't think um that people would need these helpful pictures that are included in tara parker pope's article but maybe maybe they do abby uh as a 50 percent doctor can you explain why it's supposed to cover my chin because mine do i just really so the important thing about that is when it's not covering your chin all the way, it doesn't have a secure wrap around your face mm. and just how it's important to make sure there's not, it's really not loose on the side because then you're going to pull air from the side and underneath and then it's not really protecting you and being filtered. 
Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. There's, mm-hmm. I've also seen online a lot that, especially on Instagram, which is where I choose to get all my information. So that's really great. A bunch of people being upset saying, I know people who have notes from doctors saying it's really hard for them to breathe and it actually causes them to have clots and stuff. So they shouldn't wear it. There's a physician that commented back saying, every single person with a health condition especially should be on it. <laughs> and she said, and I'm a cardiologist. So your, your thoughts on heart diseases don't count. So that's my favorite. People say, you shouldn't be so judgmental and just condemn everybody who's not wearing a mask. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm condemning you. Yes, well, being this, judgmental is my favorite thing. So yes, it runs within this family. Yeah. We're, we're professionals. Well, this article continues to also talks about the reality that wearing masks, it takes some time to get used to, for sure. Like if we all had the choice to wear a mask or not wear a mask, I think we would all rather not wear one. But we have to make smart decisions right now when it isn't all about you. It's a for the common good. They talk about that you shouldn't be fidgeting with your mask. You should just let it sit there, even if it's uncomfortable. I'm a fidgeter. It, yeah, I it, definitely you have dirty hands, so it's like you're touching with your dirty hands, and if you're contaminating. What yeah. if I'm? What if I only touch the outside because my nose itches? Mm, sorry, you're gonna get not COVID. not not good. Okay, all right. Yep. The other thing it says: wash and dry your mask daily. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that much laundry, so no. I keep buying masks. So I have a collection of clean masks before I I they I have laundry. To well, do. I mean, I think it's one of those things that now the reality is is we are going to have to be first off. We should have we. If you've listened to any of the guidelines, we have supposed to be wearing masks now for probably what a month and a half. Um, if not two months where it's been firm, like we should wear mask guidelines. And it looks like, um, <laughs> according to the numbers, America is fucked and we're going to keep having crazy COVID numbers. So masks are going to be around for quite some time. So like mm-hmm. Carmen said, it probably is a good idea for all of us to have multiple sets of masks. And then You're taking away from the point of America still number one, Zach. So that's all that matters. That's great. Number one in masks. deaths. <laughs> and, <laughs> And mask purchases, apparently. I have also found a couple of other things which tie into this, you know, people not wearing a mask, not wearing them correctly, being uncomfortable, coming up with crazy excuses why they can't wear masks. The real, you know, and Dr. Fauci's like, he's good, I guess. I guess we should believe him. But the real expert that we should all be listening to is Bill Nye the Science Guy. Have you seen these Bill Nye the Science Guy videos that are going out? Uh, yeah, Bill Nye, the science guy, is amazing. Yes, he's sitting there trying on different masks and like trying to show what happens when you try and blow out a candle with a mask. And guess what, people? You can't wear a mask and blow out a candle. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, but Bill Nye, the science guy, has been the only person I've seen so far that shows why masks actually, like how they physically work. Um, really had to dumb it down for the rest of the population, but we get it now. Yeah, now we're totally on totally on board. Well, I it was mean, handy. Uh, I was in Groton um, this past weekend for a graduation party that they had hand sanitizer as a centerpiece on every table. Um, when you wrote a note to the graduate, you put your pen in a dirty pen cup. We were outside. Uh, I still broke a ton of other rules, but I felt like we were trying. Anyway, since I got there early, I walked around the car show slash summer fest that was happening in Groton. And at least three (laughs) different vendors had masks, homemade masks that they were selling. This sounds whatever party you were at sounds like it was um, organized by a liberal theater major. 
what with the hand sanitizer and the yes. centerpieces? Yes. Uh, why? Found, yes. Found, yes, it was. Found a Democrat up there. <laughs> the one. <laughs> the one. The one in Groton. Um, that's great. So, I mean, I think a reason why people believe the Bill Nye, the science guys, Abby, you saw a meme that had probably why a bunch of idiots are believing Bill Nye and not medical professionals. What was that meme that you saw? There was a meme and it was saying, you know, it's really hard who to know who to believe anymore about this, this COVID, this coronavirus. I don't know how to believe the physicians, the epidemiologists, the CDC, the WHO organizations, or the guys from my high school who filled a biology class. God, it's like really know who to, it's really hard to know who to <laughs> trust anymore. And that kind of hits the head on the nail with where we're from. Yeah, okay, for the true. record, I totally failed biology in college. And I now work in public health. <laughs> um, but I am listening to other experts and I'm trying to amplify their messaging with my marketing. So, Well, I've just really been enjoying, um, as well as people and the memes pointing out how people should wear masks and how they shouldn't be wearing masks. They're now just blatantly calling people idiots for coming up with you know, crazy excuses and reasons not to. I was also scrolling on the interwebs and found a guy explaining mask wearing through the lens of people not wanting to wear life vests on Titanic. And being like, it's my right not to wear a life vest if I don't want to. It's okay. That iceberg hit on this part of the ship. That's not my part of the ship. Everything's great. Oh, what do you mean? How come people weren't telling us to wear a life vest because we were going to sink and drown? It is that amazing. the same one that was like, isn't it interesting? I mean, isn't it interesting that we only talk about icebergs in election years? <laughs> yes. yes. Or he was saying, it's really hard for me to move my arm in this life vest. I don't want to wear it. <laughs> uh, now, uh, Abby, I heard a story about you uh, that I would like you to share about, um, you know, when people don't want to wear masks because they're uncomfortable or um, they don't like to wear it for long periods of time because it, it hurts, um, it, they can't breathe. Did you recently wear a mask uh, during a very important day for a long period of time? So all medical students starting second year, we have to take something called the STEP and it is a nine hour exam that you're bound to have a panic attack and it, you have to wear a mask. So when people say, it's really uncomfortable for me to breathe, I say, well, one, I had to wear it for nine hours straight during the most important exam of my life and two, don't you think it's weird that surgeons who practice for over 12 hours on one surgery don't pass out because they don't have enough oxygen? <laughs> and they're wearing like special masks, not the mask with flamingo quilt fabric that I am wearing. When somebody tells me it's really uncomfortable and hard for me to breathe in this mask, I say it's a lot easier to breathe without mask than a respirator. So Such a good no point. mercy over here. Such no a good point. Here. I'm well, so glad that we have an, an expert. Um, <laughs> to talk to us about masks. We're going to mask shame until this this podcast goes viral. One um, important place that I think this article that you brought up from the New York Times about how to not wear a mask, where it's going to be useful, is Disney World, which I want to go to incredibly, incredibly bad. I go on a walk and I tell my boyfriend, you know what today would be a great day for? He says, don't say it, Abby. I'm like, oh, Disney World. <laughs> So Disney World is kind of like the Mecca Center for my family. If anything important's happening, we're going to Disney. Um, but or they, Vegas. Ugh, I choose Disney. Um, but they finally reopened in Disney World, which is in Florida, not California for you novices. That's Disneyland. <laughs> um, although the numbers in Florida have skyrocketed, Disney's uh, thought, you know what people need? A little hope. So they opened up Disney World, but they've cut back the numbers. Oh. It's 
by um, Travel and Leisure by Julie Tremaine. But anyway, she was saying how she went to Disney and that the numbers that were allowed in were cut back exponentially and that you're mandated to wear a mask and nobody had a problem wearing a mask there. And there's hand sanitizing, sanitizer stations everywhere before you even get on a ride and they have wipes too. And every two hours they have to shut down the rides so they can clean everything. But I really wish we had tickets to go to Disney right now because the longest wait for rides like Space Mountain is 10 minutes, which usually it's like three hours. <laughs> so I think we're missing out on something. I know. If if only we could pick Disney World up and take it out of Florida. And I mean, put it in New York City. New York City is way safer than being in Florida right now. I, I think this is interesting because this article, article, along with other folks that I follow, talk a lot about all the safe, safety precautions that they, they utilize, that masks, again, are mandatory. Even when you're riding the ride, you have to keep the mask on. There are designated areas where you can eat and drink, but you're supposedly not allowed to like walk with your water or beverage on a walkway and take your mask off and drink. You have to like be in the designated area. I do think it is interesting because California, Disneyland, for those novices, it, that was supposed to open on July 15th, I believe, um, 15th or 17th. And they have delayed the opening of Disneyland mainly because California's governor is like, Mm-mm, ain't, ain't a good idea. But we all know Florida's governor, DeSantis, he don't, he, if people can go to Walmart, everything gets to be open. I also thought it was interesting because one of the big things about Disney that we always love is you stay till the absolute last minute of the night for fireworks, but they stopped doing fireworks because they didn't want crowds to get together and they stopped doing their parades down Main Street and you like can't run up and hug Belle anymore, which is kind of a bummer. But other than that, everything else seems pretty magical to me. Yeah. It's, I mean, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need some magic. Carmen, what do you think that poor performance person is doing Carmen for those that don't know Carmen <laughs> Phil and I went to Disney World I took them for my 30th birthday in January before the world stopped and we saw one of the evening shows Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios and there was a Disney cast member at the bottom doing like interpretive dances good thing he has good arm movements because he's wearing a mask we can't really see his facial expressions well I don't know like what's he doing now because there's there's no crowd to entertain so you don't have yeah. that that special time so maybe he's part of the the sanitation crew i giggled uh, for a couple of reasons when i saw that you picked this because obviously you're a disney family and it made perfect sense that you did this and this this article is really hopeful and <laughs> here are you know you you can find magic despite the record shattering 15,300 cases which is the highest single day infection rate um in florida on the 12th and like sure if you have tourists that are coming in to disney um but the substantial community spread is that's where all those workers live is going to be totally. in florida well, with and the i and i've debated because i definitely would love to go to disney to take full advantage of the fact that they the crowds are so small and the wait times are so minimal the other there's so there's two parks in Disney World that are open. It's Magic Kingdom, so the one with the uh, Cinderella Castle, and Animal Kingdom, the zoo-like park. And 
you know, they have a Pandora section based on the Avatar movie. Um, and it usually has a four to six hour wait to get on the line or to get to the ride. And it right now is, has a 15 to 20 minute <laughs> wait time in the queue. So that alone makes me desperately want to get there. And I do trust that Disney is doing, is probably among the best as far as procedures and safety precautions and rule following. So cleaning of the rides, making sure that they're individually spaced, social distance. But you have to get to Disney World. It's not like you hop off the plane and Mickey picks you up. Yeah, there's um, a lot of Florida you got to go through to get there. <laughs> to get there. And so it, if we could magically transport to the middle of Disney World, I would feel better about it. But I saw in the news this morning, CBS this morning talked about the fact that Disneyland in Tokyo is shutting down again. Mm. So what is, if Disney, this huge conglomerate, is prepared to close some of their other worldwide parks, what's the likelihood that they do it here as well? Yeah, I I would not be surprised. So I I didn't see Abby's article earlier today, but I did see a different one talking about um, two women who are YouTube, I don't know, stars. They're they're vloggers <laughs> from the channel. I don't really. They know call them means. they call them influencers, Carmen. No, well, they were constantly referred to as streamers, Disney streamers, oh. and then I had to look up what. How the do heck we get they that title? About. Why am I going to medical school? I should do that. You should do that. <laughs> um, so sure. they um. So their channel is That Crazy Disney Lady, and they live-streamed from the Magic Kingdom <laughs> on opening day uh, and complained on air about being super sick. Uh, they went to the first aid station complaining of flu-like symptoms, and uh, then they said, if anybody comments on here that we have COVID, you will be removed from the group. And okay. it's... So that's what they were saying. Like, you know, Disney is doing all of these things uh, and trying their best to keep everybody safe. And then you have assholes like this who go despite being sick. And then they don't even have, like, they don't even bother to lie about it, which is what I would do. Yes. Yeah, so uh, totally instead, lie about it. they're, they're just like it online the park. for I all of great. their, uh, I mean, they're just saying, they're saying during their live streaming that, um, they're they're sick so there's a lot of dummies down in florida i'm just there's, gonna tell you well, well people are assholes and i think if there's anything that covid has taught us is that they there's too many of them they're worse than we thought that's what it's yeah. taught me i always knew what? they were out there but they're worse than i thought i know they're in our face one other disney related not to the pandemic that i read um recently was when they opened so they opened for previews for season ticket holders on friday and then it opened to the general public on saturday the 11th there was this huge influx of people that were beelining it to magic kingdom to splash mountain for folks that don't other also know splash mountain is probably one of the most popular rides in magic kingdom it's the water log flume ride and but it's it's racist it's a like a racist storyline and they are re they're redoing the ride that's going to become uh, Princess and the Frog. So anyways, there is this group of like young dudes. So I'm totally thinking they're Trump, Trump bros or whatever, are storming the Splash Mountain gift shop and basically bought out all of the merchandise for Splash Mountain 
and it has shown up on eBay since all that merchandise is going to be discontinued and they're going to, it's going to be like, it's a legacy ride because um, it is so popular that all of that Briar Rabbit um, merch is like super, super going to be super rare. And anyways, they're already seeing it pop up on eBay for astronomical prices. So they shut down the gift shop for Splash Mountain to try and figure out how they're going to try and not stop all of these like racists from profiting. If that is should, fascinating. If, if Disney shuts down, they got some things to work on. So, <laughs> well, hopefully they take that into consideration. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, I have a parting thought. Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay. Well, today is Thursday, and tomorrow is Friday, which is Carmen Toff's birthday, Woo! which means you happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, Carmen. Happy birthday to you. Apparently, the delay between the technology makes it harder to sing in unison, but you should. It was wonderful. I loved the it. Harmon- the harmonies. The harmonies were great. Isn't it um, the boy band and the three fat midgets? If you look at our family pictures, that's what we're called. Yes, Abby, we don't tell people about those pictures. <laughs> There is a picture um, <laughs> that circulates in our family. My mom was really into turtlenecks for a while. And frost tipping your hair and curling and it. She, and she frost tipped my hair and then put gel in it. So we had to go take pictures at like the Target photo department. And I am laying down on my stomach like towards the camera. <laughs> and then we have my brother and sister, so Nash and Abby, and my cousin Jordan that are also wearing tur- turtlenecks. But unfortunately, they were in the young fat stage. And so the we didn't turtleneck get out of just, it. <laughs> yes, the, I wasn't going to be mean. The turtleneck just pushes all the fat straight to the neck, and they are like laying on me. And because I have frost-tipped hair, um, they think I look like a boy band, and they are three fat midgets. So if you ever come to my house, I'll have to show you the picture. Oh, I think you should put it on Facebook for all of our mm. or all of our subscribers. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Abby. <laughs> um, Abby, do you have a parting thought? Wear your goddamn mask and wear it appropriately. Don't be an idiot so I don't have to intubate you as a third-year medical student who's been doing lots of online modules. <laughs> Good one. What about you, Carmen? I, I, yes, tomorrow's my birthday. I'm very excited. I'm super excited for our road trip. Uh, mm-hmm. I, bought, uh, I bought a new vehicle last week, and so I'm excited to pack it full of all of our things and hit the hit the open road. Uh, but a uh, thing about masks. So I have like, I bought some masks off of Etsy. I got one at the little Summerfest thing. And I was wearing this bold print fabric dress as I was sitting in the car dealership. And then I noticed as I went to take a selfie uh, that I had a bold print fabric mask and it was power clashing. And I was like, yeah. this, this would be something to consider maybe i should because i see friends with like black ones and i was like that seems boring whatever get some personality and i was like oh that's why they have that so they can like coordinate a little bit so my mom and i bought a lot of um fabric pick masks and all of them are disney themed so i'll send you some oh brilliant i like the way you're on brand that's <laughs> what i like about you all right well thank you for joining us abby and happy thanks, birthday guys. carmen thanks for having th- yes thanks for thanks for joining us and uh enjoy also, your also, big night out in the town also, also you soon carmen like in real life i know i can't wait all, all right, right awesome good luck at school bye guys bye, bye.
Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.